We're coming up on that 829, so you know what that means. It's time to bring in Brian Smith, our Kanabic County Sheriff. Welcome to a Thursday, Brian. Good morning. It's always, you know, I always say it. It's always a pleasure, <laughs> and it is. And I do so enjoy seeing your bright, shiny face. It brightens my day as well. Another kind of nice day today. Isn't it oh, crazy? Yeah, I know. It's uh, We've been blessed with uh, some nice weather to get some get things done outside if you if that's what you need to do and i think most people do need to do that oh we're still scrambling uh, at our house i know it's it's always the same but we're better shaped because of it yes we've had longer time period because we know we've had times where all of a sudden it sneaks up and winter moves in quicker than we planned for and there's snow on the patio furniture and you know you don't have the old cars (laughs) parked yet or the motorcycle or anything historically we should have some frozen ground by now but uh, i know a long ways from that and 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 fred's glad about that because he has a couple poles he wants to put in the ground so he's a happy camper that we've had this got some dirt work done that i need to get done so that's what i mean and we know what's coming though so we'll we'll get there and it is already uh the third of november and brian one things i wanted to ask you and then we'll get to calls to service at that's okay is I just saw a couple comments I knew you could answer the question so in the city limits of Mora now that November 1st has rolled around you are not to park on uh, streets between 2 and 6 a.m. and that's uh, I'm assuming because of snow issues right it is it's it's just their standard ordinance for snow removal in the winter in the city of Mora which is not uncommon in municipality um, they usually have a no parking rule of some form or another. It changes from city to city, obviously. Um, but in Mora, and it's been that way since I worked for the city 30 some years ago. Right. So, um, yeah, you, you, and, and the reason for it is so that they can accomplish their snow removal in a quick, efficient manner and, not have snow and ice build up in the curbs, which leads to more problems uh, later on in the winter. Right. Cause and it gets if, a, you don't, yeah. if you don't do it right away and it gets packed in there, that's incredibly hard to remove. And, mm-hmm. you know, f- even with all the heavy machinery that we have, uh, removing it without damaging the roadway is next to impossible. So that's, that's why the ordinance exists. Right. Um, yeah, there isn't snow on the ground. The problem is if, if you don't start enforcing it right now, when the snow comes, there's going to be cars all over the streets. Right. And then they're not going to be able to get their job done properly. Yeah. So that's why it is. So get used to it. You might as well get a good <laughs> habit now. Um, right. You know, if, uh, we're, not gonna, we're probably not going to put any tags out there right now, but we are going to be putting warnings out just so it's that friendly reminder that hey next time around you might not get a warning um and and if snow time does come and you're parked in the wrong spot the you we have the ability to toll you your car might be removed yep so we usually don't have a huge problem there's always a few that forget or don't know or whatever but for um, the most part for the most part um people are really good and you know, there's some complaining and I get it sometimes it's tough and depending well, on your your yeah. house and your availability for alleyway parking or a garage or driveway or whatever maybe you don't have enough room for all your vehicles um, I get it it can be tough but that's part of living in the city it is and again I know some of the comments that I had noticed were just why would you start it I mean it's 75 75- 
you know, or whatever right. the temp yesterday. Right. But they have to have a start and stop. Right. It, it, it an is ordinance what it is. can't go by what the weather is. Exactly. That's, that's just not feasible. No, and, it doesn't uh, work that way. It, so you have to go by a date. And when that ordinance was enacted, winter was here almost every year by November 1st. Right. So, and sometimes before that. Um, so it's. Um, they had it, to have a start and end date. They have to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do, and and that is what it is. Sometimes it ends. Sometimes it ends, and we're not done with snow. Right. But people still already are in that habit, so it's generally not a problem for a snow to come and then the 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 road crews to get their get the snow out of the way. Sure, and if they want, I mean, you hear all the time people will complain if it's not done. It's, it's kind of like you can't win for losing sometimes. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly what it that is. That is kind of what, and, and I will say this too, because I get to Schoberg and Holmstrom here usually about anywhere between 15 and 10 to 6. So right. technically, I've got to be aware. Right. I don't want to be in the way. So right. I'm not saying I'm doing things right, but listen, I, I live with somebody who worked on the roads for Right. 35 years right. and so what i always try to do if i'm coming to work and there is any any snow stuff going on at all i always try to pull around back we do have pa- parking in the back right. so i'm out of the way right. let the crews do their thing and then if i need to move i move after the right. fact once i'm off the air so right. i mean it's just common sense and, and you know that kind of thing and some of it depends on when the snow comes right. if the snow doesn't start till 6 a.m well, obviously, that's that's going to throw a hitch in the giddy-up. Right. Um, and know, and still be aware, though, to be honest right. with you, if possible, when you know there's going to be a snow event that day, if you can, because I know just for me parking downtown again, I try to be aware of that. If it snow's right. coming down and they and I just try to get, I'm like, okay, where is the best place for me to go? I've got to park. i got to be at work. Right. But how can I be out of their way? Right. It's just, I, I do try to think because I know it's a tough job and I know they're doing the best they can. Right. So, and I don't, I also know if I park on the street, they go around and we get a ton of snow, right. then I've got all that around me to try to get in and out. Right. So that's right. why there's parking behind where I work here. So go in that parking lot and then whoever does a lot, they'll come and ask you to move if right. need be. So anyway, enough on that, but I just thought I'd ask you about no, it's that. it's a good reminder. You know. We're, it's here. It's <laughs> here. It is here. We're yep. past November 1st. Why don't you do calls to service and then we'll touch on a couple other things. All right. Uh, calls to service. We had a uh, little over 300 calls for service, so we we're a little wow, busy. Wow, you were busy then. Yep. Yeah, but a lot of, just a lot of everything it wasn't any big any one thing one thing that stuck out there was no it was just a lot of calls for service um so they were busy uh we had we only had eight new arrests um i think 10 actually came in but a couple of those were serving sentences so they're not technically a new arrest because they've already been arrested um but we had uh you know a couple probation violations again we had two um Driving after cancellation inimical to public safeties, um, and one of them had a new DWI while they were to cancel the inimical to public safety. So that's uh, that's not that's pretty bad. Um, and we had a I think one domestic assault situation, uh, a couple drug arrests. Um, that was about it. Okay. Well, so, still a busy time. Uh, yeah. This past yeah. when you get over that three. The arrests were actually down a little bit especially for the calls for service. So 
that just tells you that there's this whole bunch of stuff all over the place. Yeah, a bunch of things on the docket, yep. so to speak. Yep. Well, the other thing, of course, and uh, Brian and I are both uh, deer hunters. Brian much more so than I am. I am a convenience deer hunter. I go out <laughs> in the afternoon and, you know, hopefully the weather's nice. And <laughs> I take some snacks along. And, you know, I'm, I'm not the, a hardcore hunter by any stretch. But I do plan on going out this weekend. And I know you like to hunt as well, Brian. So maybe just a couple safety reminders here. Yep, you know what, uh, that time is here, and uh, the the army of Blaze Orange will be in the woods <laughs> come Saturday morning. Um, so, you know, you know, the biggest thing, especially for us, is firearm safety. You know, we, we've had some tragic events over the years during my career, and, you know, um, we don't want those to happen. So, you know, remember when you're crawling up into that stand, you know, you, you want your firearm safe. Um preferably unloaded and uh and the safety on and before you get in in your position and then uh, and then you can get ready to hunt um but you know we've had those tragedies where people have been walking or climbing with a, a loaded firearm and it's gone off and caused a tragedy so um that's probably the biggest thing the other thing is we've had people fall out of deer stands breaking deer stands you know right high winds causing problems so make sure you check your stand if you haven't checked your stand already and and you're using like a ladder stand with straps and whatever make sure those straps are still good those all things do the deteriorate above. Right. in the sun if if they're left out all year no um, doubt. so you want to make sure everything's connected good make sure the tree is still healthy you know uh a tree stand and a dead tree is probably not a good thing um, I've heard of some, I know of some people that have had that problem and the, and the tree snapped cause it was, it was dead and, um, couldn't take the weight anymore. Couldn't take the weight yep. anymore. So, uh, just be aware of those things and check them when you're doing that. And, and always, always, always be aware of what's your target and what's beyond it. That was another uh, thing because I was that, ask. that bullet does not necessarily stop just because, you hit the one target. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of high-powered rifles, and they'll go through and through quite easily and still keep on going. So you have to be aware of those things. You know, It, it makes it a little better when you're in a tree stand because you're shooting down generally. Right. Uh, but when you're on the ground and you're shooting, if you're shooting up or whatever, you've got to be aware of those things and what's beyond your, your, your target. And I think, too, there's still folks, I'm sure, that – um, everybody hunts a little bit differently. I know we go and just sit in a stand and, and it's very much get to your stand, don't move around a lot. Other people, right. it's kind of pushing deer. They they right. like to do what's called drives, of yep. course. And that's where I think you can especially have that added, you know, where things could get a little uh, out of hand. Ab- absolutely. Because um, when you're doing a drive, and that's pretty common around here because we've got a lot of farm fields. And so you're trying to push those deer out of their safe spots and and get them out in the open and when you're doing those drives you got people on the ground and you got hunters on the other side and wherever that deer comes out you know you might put you right in line um with one of your fellow hunters and you certainly don't want that so you definitely need to be prepared for that um because the deer aren't always they don't always go where they're anticipated to go. right right sometimes they go all their ways and and those on the ground you know sometimes uh one will come up in between and try and get through that line and now, now you're in a crossfire situation where you got hunters on both sides and 
people get excited and uh, and they forget about everything else other than the hunt. So yeah, it's uh, important. It's just to be be aware of those things. Sure. And the other thing, and I know this is not your you know expertise. Let's say this would be more of a DNR situation. But I will just mention. Um, I know you hunt in a different area, Brian. But we pretty much do 157 around here. Zone 157 yep. is very common for this area. Yep. And I believe this, and I should have the information in front of me. But the uh, postcards did go out. Uh, to I know to me and to Fred and and my son and everybody else who hunts in our party and um, they're mentioning the chronic wasting again so they are checking yes. that we are part of that this is uh, yep. it's a first weekend so it's just Saturday and Sunday but if you get a deer they want you to register right and there's locations so I would encourage you you should have gotten a postcard in the mail describing that right but they have an opportunity I know like Ogilvy Raceway is one spot and there's some others where you basically just take the head in if you've gotten a deer. Right. And then they investigate that. Is that right. have you heard some of that, Brian? I have heard some of that and I and I do know that our local area here is is in that um, that check zone. Um, so unfortunately it is spreading and it is getting out here. Um, up north, farther up north it's uh, it's they're not doing those checks yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but down here, definitely. So you so, just want to be aware. And like I say, yeah. the easiest thing is to go online and go to the DNR website is one option. Um, again, if you didn't get the postcard in the mail or if you're not sure exactly about those zones, it is, from what I understand, because I talked to over Buzzies here when sure. I, we got our license, uh, they said, yeah, it's basically the first weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. He mentioned the locations that you take the head to. I know my son did that last year. Uh, he got one opening weekend. And he said it wasn't a big deal at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's not like you take the whole deer in. I mean, obviously, no. if you do, that's fine, too. But they're basically checking. There's a portion, uh, like, in the, oh, what I want to say, just below this, not part of the spine, but I'm, I'm not I'm getting right the right word. the base of the skull, I suppose. It is. And then they, right. they just basically take a sample from there, and then they can check it, and then they'll let you know right. within a reasonable time period. Obviously, right. if you need to process a deer, you need to process a deer. Right. They have also commented, and I have this on good authority, that for the most part, um, you know, people can still eat the meat is what I've heard. But again, you know, there's various sources. Don't go by me. Right. But you want to, it's just something to be aware of. And they are trying to keep a handle on this because it can, it can decimate a deer herd. So they do have the right idea here. Right. And that's why they're, that's why they're doing what they're doing is to try and contain it enough that um, it doesn't have long reaching effects with the deer herd. Um, So... Um, yeah, if you get one, bring it into one of those check stations. All that information is really easily accessible on the Minnesota DNR website. Mm-hmm. Um, super easy to get to from your phone, from a tablet, from a computer, whatever whatever your jam is. <laughs> and if you need to call them, you can call them. Right. Um, if right. you don't like those other online type of methods. But right. all that information is right there, and those sites are all there, super easy to get to. And if you haven't gotten your license yet, when wherever you go to get your license, they'll have that information as well. Yeah, and if you're in one of those zones, they'll give you that information at the yep. at the licensing site. And when you get your license, I know it might seem silly, but you know sometimes it gets a little boring out in the deer stand. Just take one of the books along. All the information there's a ton right. of information in there, right? right? Oh yeah, I can even read up on water safety if I want to or whatever. Right. Because uh, they give you one every year with updated uh, laws and what what happens with yep. that. Yep. So I know you read yours cover to cover every year. 
Actually, I do. I, you know, I'm not <laughs> Cause, surprised because <laughs> there's stuff that comes across every now and then. I'm, I'm not aware that they change that. And, right, right. Because it's all in the DNR statutes, and that's not really our that's our not your thing. Primary cup of tea. It's a, kind of a, a secondary role, but uh, um, we do need to be aware of those too. So it's always learning. Yeah, you know, yeah. we can all we can all learn stuff, and um, the changes come along, and and we need to know about them. Absolutely, and I will say we live in a beautiful area, and we're so blessed to be able to hunt and enjoy the outdoors, and uh, if we're lucky enough to get a deer, and we can have that venison later on, especially in this day and age where things, <laughs> we could probably use the meat in the freezer. Absolutely. So I want to wish everybody a safe hunt, including you, Brian. Well, thank you very much. Absolutely, and on that note, I'll go ahead and let you get on with your day, get that deer stand figured out. <laughs> and, it, and we will either catch up next week or possibly a backup person or whatever may happen. But otherwise, we'll be in touch next time we can. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Brian. Again, Brian Smith, Connecticut County Sheriff, brought to you by Bozeman. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Sure, Brian. Um, let me get your mic back. There you go. You good? Yeah. Don't forget to vote. Oh, yes. Tuesday's election day. Get out. If you can't be there Tuesday, get your absentee vote in. But. You know, that's our, it's not only our constitutional right, it's our responsibility as a, as a solid citizen to have our voice heard and, and, uh, and vote for people that we want to represent us. That's the core of yep. our nation. Absolutely. So take that responsibility serious and get out there and have your voice heard. You bet. Thank you, Brian. I'm glad you put that addendum on to our <laughs> chat this morning. All Good right. deal. Thanks again. Yep.